Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. Hello, just so. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day, Joey. Happy President's Day. Uh, um, happy, happy birthday, George Washington. <laughs> Happy birthday, George Washington. Happy birthday, Megan the Stallion. Happy birthday, Kubale. Oh, yes. And Who's, on the day that this is out, happy birthday, Katie Nolan. Happy birthday, Katie Nolan. Happy birthday to my roommate, Nicole. Yes. So many Lots birthdays. Birth- Hi. Happy birthday, honey. Hi, Aquariuses. <laughs> Hi, Aquarius season. How are you doing today? <laughs> um, waiting for Aries season, but I'll let you all have your moment. It's coming. It's coming it's soon. Coming. Get ready. Um, but yes, I mean, it has been a week. Yeah, there's, I mean, we'll we'll get into what we're going to talk about. But I mean, like, I think the, the fact that we're, we both got on this Zoom and we're both in our Beachcomber shirts that we bought together yeah. at Beachcomber. <laughs> yeah. Um, just screams, like, what a week this has been. And... No, totally. I mean, the world really last week... Uh, Mother Nature woke up and chose violence because there has just been a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I, specifically, I think, and I think this will be obvious by whatever the title of the episode is, because we don't know yet, but it will for certainly be related to The Bachelor and the absolute shitstorm that has been happening with that franchise for the past week. Yeah, I mean, And like, also we for have... the past, I mean... For the past basically year, nine, nine months now. I mean, the thing is, like, we we have a Google Doc open. Um, and, you know, we are organized, but we are never really that organized. The fact that we have a Google Doc is, like, really saying Yeah, we something. used to do Google Docs all the time in the beginning. And then we, we just <laughs> But stopped. then we became professionals. And then we just stopped. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but truly, there was, you know... There was a need for a timeline. There was a need for specific points to be to be drawn out. So we're going to be dedicating. We're going to, I think, do our format a little bit differently this week. Um, usually we bring you our five um, screams of the week. But I think we're going to dedicate a big chunk of the podcast to what's going on with The, ba- the Bachelor. And I think we're just going to do some rapid fire through some other news items that piqued our interest this week because we don't obviously want to ignore them. Yes. So should we start with that? Let's start with rapid fire. Rapid fire. So we're not going to spend two. We're we're holding ourselves to yeah (laughs) to a short (laughs) amount of time for each of these. There's like twelve on this list or something. Okay. Um, First thing is that it was announced yesterday on Valentine's Day that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are having another baby. Yay! Hi, royal baby. Which I don't even know if Meghan Markle's—they're still royals. They're still royals. Actually, I I saw a TikTok today, and this (laughs) is—I'm not going to go off off topic. But basically, because this baby Mm -hmm. is going to be born in the United States, it's the first person I think living that could be president of the United States and also technically be head of state in uh, England, UK. Because okay. they're eighth, they're going to be eighth in line to the throne. So I, for one, come on, dual citizenship. I, for one, Let's hope go. It's a girl because that would be cool if, I mean, for some reason she becomes queen and then also could like potentially run for president. That would be iconic. 
But, I love that. But yeah, no, I love this for them. They just seem so much happier. The photo that they released is beautiful. She won her case. She did win her she, case too, right? Against um, yeah. the male, which was good. Um, yeah, they just seem super happy, and and I just want nothing but the best for them. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, next thing on the list. The next one. <laughs> the next one is that um, we both watched to all the boys. I love you always, always forever, forever, near and far. I have a couple things just quickly to say about To All the Boys 3. Um, number one, whoever was the hairstylist in this movie um, deserves to be jailed. Um, Lana Condor is so beautiful and stunning, and they literally played the fuck out of they her. They did her wigs. such a disservice. I, I feel, I feel like, and you know what, Megan? You know what? I, I don't know who the fuck is working at Netflix because Joey King's wigs in. Um, Kissing booth were also shit. So I'm like, who? They need, there's there's not a black woman working on that set is what I have they gathered. They need to from get this. Nicole Kidman's wig person. I mean, <laughs> anyone that can fucking lay a wig, like lace fronts exist. You have budget. I mean, Let's get them. Come on, they had enough. <laughs> That's number like I said, one. They had enough budget to get the Empire State Building to light up in their special colors. I mean, we really, tra- we took journeys on this. We were at, we were in Seoul. We, you know, were in New York. We were at prom. We were, we were everywhere. And we, they made sure to let us know by the little graphics that they created. The, the st- I mean, Janelle, Janelle Parrish was in Germany. She like we were Germany. everywhere. I forgot about that. Oh my God. Also just like, I think the moral of the story is that like Noah Centipede is, is like getting worse looking as the, as the years go on. Yeah. He, I mean, I will always stand by my description of him that like he looks like the guy who we all thought was hot in high school. But then like as soon as we get some distance from high school, we're like, why were we all so yeah. foolish? Um, that's kind of what I, I gather from him. Also, I think we can really just um, two other things. Um, the dad is hot. Always will be hot. Justice for Aiden. Um, he was not in it nearly enough. No. What the fuck? Not even close. I loved his little storyline with Tree. Trina. Trina. And uh, Kitty is a bad bitch. And we, all des- and we all need to bow down to motherfucking Kitty, who continue to save that sh- that movie every every. I mean, without Kitty, the, the story wouldn't have happened. Exactly. So, but I mean, I justice also- for Lana Condor, like, get her some roles the same way Noah Centineo is getting them. It's fucking bullshit. Lana Condor is a good actress. There was a show that was on, like, the sci-fi network. I don't even know, but it was good. It was about, you know superheroes i don't i forget what it was about but she was in it and i watched the first season and it got canceled and i was like wait justice for lana condor she's trying to do music with her boyfriend yeah she did she's trying to do music with her boyfriend and i'm like lana maybe not that she's just kind of like very domestic with her boyfriend like they have a dog and like the dog is she's giving me very like dove cameron vibes and dove cameron tried to have that music with that ryan guy the girl in the dream catcher yeah but i don't think i think that (laughs) I think that Lana Condor's boyfriend's actually good, but... Oh, yeah, um, no, no, I think he's a good person. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Uh, they were doing Uber Eats SpawnCon on their stories the other day. Oh, no. Oh, wait, okay, before we move on quickly, yeah. your, your ranking of the three to all the boys, go. Oh, from, um, from worst to best. One, two, three. Oh, no, sorry, three, two, one. From worst to best? Yeah, I think so. Two, three, one. Yeah. I think two was the worst, but that was I, I just, I don't know, like, I think I... I don't want to watch the third one again, but I do think yeah. I need to watch it again. Um, I feel like three and two are like on the same level for me. Bad. Yeah, bad. Because um, like I didn't like John Ambrose, but I there was like the drama that was created in the third movie was just so stupid. Yeah, I agree. It was so dumb. 
Um, okay, so next movie that we saw is Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a full 180 from To All the Boys. And I watched both these in the same day. So, like, <laughs> truly, truly a 180. Um, yeah, so Judas and the Black Messiah is a movie that just came out on HBO Max. It's doing that whole, like, in theaters, and at the same time, it's streaming on HBO Max, but it's only streaming for a month, so if you have HBO Max and you want to see this, you have to watch it in the next month. Um, It stars Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons, um, and it's basically about the assassination of Fred Hampton and the uh, FBI informant who, like, betrayed him, basically. Yeah. Um, and it was just really fucking excellent. I mean, I think we can agree. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is just like one of the best talents that is out there right now. Truly the actor of our generation. Incredible. Um, and it's, you know, it's nominated for some globes and, and we'll probably get, I think Daniel Kaluuya will probably get an Oscar nomination for it. Um, did he win for Get Out? No. Okay. Um, Lakeith was amazing. Lakeith was great. I kind of feel like Lakeith is like an, an underrated actor. Like, yeah. I feel like he's in a lot, but I feel like people never, like, actually give him the recognition he deserves. Like, I mean, obviously, Daniel Kaluuya is, like, amazing, incredible. But, like, I think that a lot of the supporting roles, like, were also great. Like, Algie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, D- I, Dominique was amazing. Like, yeah. it was just... it was Both it Dominiques. Was re- both women, their name, names are Dominique. Yeah. Um, it was just and, an incredible yeah, the, film. The guy from uh, Moonlight, I keep forgetting his name, but the teenage Sharon. Yeah. From um, Moonlight is uh, was amazing, yeah. But it yeah, was, I mean, um, it's like if you have the good. time to sit and watch two hours of To All the Boys I Loved Before, then you can indeed have the time to watch two hours of Judas and the Black Messiah, especially um, during Black History Month. During Black History Month, educate yourself. It's heart wrenching, but it's history. It's our history, so we should all watch it and uh, not be racist. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be racist. LOL, which is really the theme of our second half of this podcast. Literally. Um, okay, so moving into, you know, something uh, lighthearted, I guess. <laughs> that literally it- just happened an hour ago. <laughs> uh, literally. Is that Olivia Wilde, um, they wrapped filming on Don't Worry Darling, which if you listen to this podcast is a movie that we are highly anticipating that we have been talking about a lot because of the whole Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating thing. And we love Miss um, Pugh. And we love Florence Pugh. And the cast is amazing. I'm excited about it. But Olivia Wilde just decided to drop in on Instagram, post a black and white photo of Harry looking hot. From the back. From behind. But he's looking hot. Like, you know he's he looks yeah. fucking great in it. Um, with a gushing caption about, uh, little known fact, most male actors don't want to play supporting roles in female-led films. The industry has raised them to believe it lessens their power to accept these roles, which is one of the reasons it's so hard to get financing for movies focusing on female stories. No joke, it's hard to find actors who recognize why it might be worth it to allow for a woman to hold the spotlight. Enter Harry Styles, our Jack. Not only did he relish the opportunity to allow for the brilliant Florence Pugh to hold center stage as our Alice, but he infused every scene with a nuanced sense of humanity. He didn't have to join our circus, but he jumped on board with humility and grace and blew us away every day with his talent, warmth, and ability to drive backwards. Okay, Olivia. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, of course, it's the day after Valentine's Day. It's just all so much. <laughs> it's like, we we know what you're doing. We see what you're doing there, Olivia. You wanted an excuse to, drush, to gush about your new boyfriend. 
You know what? And you found it a reason that wasn't Valentine's Day the day after Valentine's Day. That I, is talent. That is that is talent. No, I mean I'm taking. I'm saying it right now on this podcast. I fucking live for Olivia Wilde. No, me yes, too. Bitch. Be a, no, I know you do. Like we like be a badass director making one of my favorite movies of the last five years. Also, like date a hot younger man who everyone in the world is literally obsessed with. Um, yeah, fucking post about him. I that is one thing. Like. <laughs> Whenever I get a boyfriend, <laughs> which apparently from the events of this weekend are seeming extremely fucking <laughs> bleak for me. Um, but I decided that I'm going to post about them because hopefully they're hot and nice and fun. And I don't feel I won't feel bad about it. Yeah. So Olivia Wilde shouldn't feel bad about it. No, she should not feel bad about it. I'm just kind of like screaming that it. it actually happened. Like it's just No, I'm obsessed with it. It's the crypticness. Iconic. It's it's everything. Very iconic. All right. Um moving on. <laughs> um this is something that Giselle posted about on our Instagram that news that came out I think on Friday. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are starring in a, I think, remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Amazon Studios, um, which is, I think, exciting. I mean, I saw a lot of people complaining, like we've talked about, about, you know, that like Mr. and Mrs. Smith isn't like the best movie, but also and like... What I, ha- what I have to say to the haters is... um. Let let us be fucking happy. I'm I, on, honestly, we all love Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino. We all love Phoebe Waller Bridge, and as you said last night, Megan, they are two people who've created two incredible, critically acclaimed shows. Let them fucking be happy yeah. and let them do something they want to do. Also, they were amazing together in Solo, like the best parts. Yeah, of that movie, and they're friends. Like like, and they're friends. It, yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. Just exactly. Let them be happy. Not everything has to be. Like prestige, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like sometimes things can just be fun. Like Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I watched it on Friday with Katie. It was great. It was so funny. Yes. Is it gonna win awards? No, but it was great. Jamie Dornan had a you know a song. He sang a song on the beach shirtless. It was great. But we love fun. It was great. It was fun, and I enjoyed it. Sue me. Exactly. I love it. <sighs> okay. Well, that that'll be happening at some point. <laughs> um. Next up. Kendall Jenner. Fuck toxic norms of body image. Fuck Kendall Jenner for posting that photo. I'm over it. I don't want to see your skinny photoshopped body. And like not all skinny is bad, but when it looks like that and it's also causing people to have really negative body image issues, fuck all of it. Also, like, I didn't know you could Photoshop a video. I like, I believe in it. Did you see the video where like her belly button, like it becomes like vertically it just keeps like going vertically up, basically, and it becomes like longer. I also don't get it. You are a naturally—I mean, I think naturally—thin woman, Kendall Jenner. I don't understand why we need to Photoshop like this. I don't. It I makes don't really me sad. I mean, I said this to you before we got on. Like, it's really sad that she like has like someone like her has like body image issues like that. Yeah, and then I mean, she, like it's... you said, she's perpetuating these horrible stereotypes and making other people feel you know less than. Yeah, and it's like I think about, I mean, whatever. I I think about just the people who do struggle with, like, different, you know, body image issues, eating disorders, mental health things, and, like, look at that photo, and I just already know the spiraling, like, spirals people are going to go through. Exactly. I literally have done so much research on this. Like, my senior thesis in college was about the negative effects of social media and magazine culture on body image, and, like, it's really fucking devastating. So, like, knowing that, like, 
that one photo is just causing so many people these like awful harmful things it's just like makes my fucking skin crawl and this is another reason that like the kardashians just fucking suck like it just i i they don't care because and then they because then they you know do spawn con for flat tummy tea and the waist trainers and shit and they know that that shit doesn't work so are you upsetting. kidding like they know that, that and they're selling it and they're they're basically like lying to everyone but people yeah. love them and i like of course like don't follow them but like you know like the the people like people were posting it and i'm like stop don't be a part of this toxic culture please please stop i know and what is she dating a new basketball player you said yeah she's dating a new basketball player who plays for the phoenix suns lol so maybe she'll be in arizona oh maybe you can Uh, get a latte (laughs) um okay next is uh, the, the news of my king the love of my life what every man should aspire to be Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal was in the news a lot this week. Um, first, Thank God. first starting off with his sister Lux Pascal, yes. who came out as transgender, and he was being and of course, of course, as the king he is beyond supportive, just amazing, um, not surprising at all. Um, no. But then finally, finally, Lucasfilm mm. and Disney did something about Gina Carano from The Mandalorian, who is like racist and transphobic and horrible. And they fired her from The Mandalorian. She's no longer Two wins for Pedro employed that by Disney and or by Lucasfilm. And then literally like 45 minutes later, it was announced that Pedro Pascal is going to be uh, was cast as the lead in The Last of Us, which is an adaptation of a video game that I think is a video game, right? <laughs> that people are obsessed with um, for HBO and uh, just like a great like you said, great week all around for, to be Pedro Pascal. So yes, getting rid of transphobic people is iconic. It's amazing. Also, Gina needed to fucking go. She was not adding to the show, in my opinion. So also, I think they should just recast her. Yeah, that works. I don't care. <laughs> Do it. If you can recast Noah Centineo to be Jake T. Austin, you can recast Gina. Come on, come on. And if you know if you don't know what reference I just made, Fosters. it's the iconic show The Fosters that I watched every episode of. Do you watch Good Trouble? Of course I do. It's coming back this week. <laughs> Listen, I feel like I know most of what goes on in your life. Like truly, like, when are we not in contact? <laughs> but also, then you throw things like that at me, like where you just watch Good Trouble and you know exactly when it's coming back. <laughs> I know. I that is the one thing I think that we not that we differ on, but just like that. I keep up with, like, these, like, old, like, the CW and, like, the AB or Freeform, like, network TV shows, some of them. Like, random ones, though. Like, everyone on this podcast knows my favorite fucking show, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Good Trouble is one that I keep up with, and that is because it's a spinoff of The Fosters, and I loved The Fosters. You don't have to explain yourself. You're better I'm than not me. not to you. I'm explaining myself the only to the sh- people of the podcast. The only show I watch right now is WandaVision. <laughs> Which we're getting, I mean, we didn't put this on the list, but also that's the last three episodes are going to be an hour each. Iconic. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Mr. Feige. We love you. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> I'm screaming pod. We should, when we get hats, when we get like merch, we should send him a, a baseball hat because, you know, that's oh all God. he wears. I'm yes. screaming pod. <laughs> um, okay, next, uh, Megan Trainor had a baby. Megan Trainor had a baby and that baby looks exactly like Daryl. 
Yeah, I mean the thing the thing here is that Megan Trainer, a lot of people hate her, and I I am I don't. No, me neither. Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer has and continues to have bops. Um, and I really think we deserve justice because we all can't forget that Megan Trainer was canceled for like basically saying that like saying justice for like curvy people and a lot of skinny people got mad and canceled her. I'm like, maybe there's another reason she was canceled, but I don't think so. I mean, it's all about that base, Giselle. All about that base. I'm like, let's let's continue to support Megan Trainer. I like her. So congrats, Megan Trainer, on your baby. Yeah, I think with Spy Kids, man. Did she name him Riley or something? Of course. Also, for all the people who are in, in the influencer world, my favorite influencer, Megan Ellaby, also had a baby named Goldie Ray. Congratulations, Megan Ellaby. <laughs> I haven't even looked at the photo because you just told me yesterday that it happened. I was with you and you found out. And then I was like, oh, like, I don't need to check in. I don't really like I don't really stand like that many influencers, but like Megan Ellaby um, Meg knows I love her so much. Giselle doesn't stand that many influencers, but the ones that she does, I now stand like, as well because she's like, made me stand. Them. The ones that I stand, it's like their life moments. I'm fully crying. Oh, like yeah. when Megan Ellaby, I found out she was pregnant, cried. When Jen M got engaged and married to Ben, Jen and Ben. Cried. When Esty got Effie, Cry- crying. Stopped. Um. So yeah, love that. Um. The next is just you know. Free Britney, fuck Justin Timberlake, reparations for Janet Jackson. If you haven't watched the documentary, what the fuck are you doing with your life? The best hour you will spend. 100%. And there's more stuff coming. Um, I think it's just, you know, we could get into it, but I don't. (laughs) We need a whole other episode to get into why we should free Britney. Everyone agrees. Free Britney, free Britney. And yeah, like you said, fuck Justin Timberlake. His his apology was completely generic. Half-hearted. Half-hearted you know meant nothing meant absolutely nothing meant that he knew he had to cover his ass exactly um next is uh just if you didn't know scott disdick is once again dating a child basically a child like yes technically of legal age but this person is 19 that he is currently dating um scott disdick is 37 uh he also has three kids with Kourtney Kardashian, as we know. And the last person he dated was... Um, Sophia Rich. Sophia Richie. And I'm guessing once she turned 21, that was over um, Scott Disdick's current age limit. So he had to... I mean, you know, his standards, his age limit is even lower than Leonardo DiCaprio's. That's when you know. Yeah. That's when you know it's bad. I'm like, Scott is so icky. He really is. And he, like, bleached his hair and it looks bad. It's bad. Like, it's just, terrible. It's really sad. I mean, like, the new season of Keeping Up With Her Head Kardashians is apparently, like, saying about how, like, in the first episode, they were like, oh, are Courtney and Scott hooking up again or whatever? But, like, fully, like, we already know, like, Courtney's with Travis Barker and, right? Travis Barker? Yeah. And Scott is with Lisa Rinna's daughter. <laughs> so. Insane. Um, uh, on the same topic of skeevy, nasty men, um, there was no fucking army, (laughs) army hammer update. I mean, you all know how upset we are about this. It's absolutely. That's some bullshit. Some bullshit. Um, and it's ridiculous. Not them playing with us like this. Apparently. it's so disrespectful to us. I mean, I blame Dumois 100%. Because I think yeah, Dumois Dum- was like, yeah. Dumois is just like, is great in some instances in terms of like getting to know things, but a lot of the time they're wrong and, you know, they'll never take responsibility for that. But basically um, what I read on Dumois is that the LA Times story just like got really complicated, I guess, with 
permissions and, and different things like that. But apparently there is a story coming from another, quote, reputable source. But we shall see. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm holding my breath anymore, unfortunately. No. Definitely but, not. But, yeah, stupid. So rude. Um, Next. Is exciting in the world of Megan Brady. <laughs> it's exciting in the world of most people. Also, you know you like it. No, I know. I'm not I'm not being shady right now. I it is mostly exciting in the world of you. It is I, I am participating in it though. Yeah, so basically everyone knows Taylor Swift is re-recording her old albums and the other day she announced that the first one coming is Fearless on April 9th and for Valentine's Day, re-released Love Story and Baby Just Say Yes. Baby Just Say Yes. Um and it's great. I mean it's the same song, but it's just it sounds much no, better. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like the, I told, I've said this many times. Like, I know every every lyric to her old albums. Fearless is an incredible album. Speak now is my personal favorite. Um, and I'll listen because I already like the song. So it would be doing myself a disservice to not listen to them be re-recorded. Also, do I like? We're not giving money to Scooter Braun if we do that. So. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I, I've said it also once again many times. In the year 2021, I am not actively putting energy into my dislike of Taylor Swift. Should she be better a lot of the times? Yes. But do I like her music half the time? Yeah. So there we are. Boom. Okay. Rapid fire! Can you explain the Dua Lipa Titanic thing to me, please? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I don't know if... I mean, maybe I am just the one person who... And Sean, who watch music videos on the reg... But basically, Dula Peep released uh, the extended or like the deluxe edition of Future Nostalgia. And of course, the songs are great. Like, she's nothing but consistent. But she released a new music video with uh, Good News. Is that what it's called? We're good. Good thing? We're good. We're good. Thank you. And at first sight, like, Sean, Sean prompted it with, I mean, Sean, everyone knows. Sean, my friend John, who listens. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Um, he prompted me with, like, you need to watch this. Have you seen it yet? And I was like, no. He's like, okay, like, I need your your honest feedback. And I was like, oh, Lord. So then it starts, and I'm like, okay, Dua Lipa singing in, the, in, a, in a cruise ship. Okay, she looks beautiful. Checks out. Um, then I start seeing this lobster, and I'm like, is this about to be, a, like, Adore You, the Harry Styles music video, where we were, like, basically, like, besties with a fish? I was like, okay, maybe it's just weird in that way. So the music video goes on. Dua's still, like, singing the song from, like, as, like, the cruise ship performer. And we keep seeing, like, we're, we're in the eyes of this, like, lobster. His little lobster friends are getting cooked. Um, and then he's about to be cooked. He, she, or they, the lobster, is about to be cooked. And um, something happens where, like, the, the, um, the things cut off and, like, basically the power goes out. And then they put the lobster back in the little lobster dish. Tank. And then, um, uh, basically at the, what we find out is that it starts flooding. The, the cruise ship starts flooding yeah. and then, um, the little lobster is freaking out and then it starts swimming cause it's flooding so it can swim. And then you see the lobster escape through one of the little like circular window things that are under the water. And in the background, um, you just see some bodies floating around and you're like, this is taking a turn. And then it zooms out and Dua Lipa is on like a lifeboat and you see in the background, the Titanic that is sunk. That's the music video. Okay. And so my thesis here is, uh, is it okay um, in the year 2021 to be joking about the Titanic? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. But also I went on Twitter and like no one was having discourse about it. So I'm like, am I just a sensitive 
millennial or are people just ignoring it? Or am I getting it all wrong? I don't, I don't know how to feel. So are we meant to believe that like the, it was Dua Lipa's performance that made the Titanic sink? I think we're meant to believe that Dua Lipa was the last performer on the Titanic. Wow. So like while while Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet were having their whole thing, Dua Lipa was singing with a lobster. Wow. I mean, you want to have you want to you want to get to know everyone's to. stories. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think we're supposed to watch it with a like lighthearted tone. Yeah. Like, I don't think Dua Lipa's like trying to like allude to the Titanic, but I can't help but be like, not this boat sinking in the background of this music video. And dead bodies floating in the water. <laughs> not it's dead, the dead bodies. bodies for me. I mean, not dead bodies, but I guess like nobody. I don't think anybody is alive that was like on the Titanic anymore. No, so. for sure. That's why I'm like, can we, can we start reintroducing it into into popular culture? Or I think I think yeah, uh, I think we can. I mean, I don't. I okay. think we can say like maybe it wasn't a great subject for a music video, but okay. <laughs> okay. okay good good talk good talk <laughs> <laughs> and the last one before we dig into the fucking mess that was the bachelor last week um impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin, yellow pumpkin to, to become, become a golden, golden carriage impossible for a plain for a country, country pumpkin, pumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. And for oh, no. my spoon never be four white horses. <laughs> Such fraudy rolling bleedy of horses. Impossible. Um, basically, Brandy version of Cinderella, the only one that fucking exists, is on Disney+. Plus. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that back and hear how, how off we were. Each other. <laughs> I know. I stopped uh, halfway through because I was like, I'm going to let you take it. <laughs> I'm gonna let you take it, um, but yeah, that's exciting. Um, Brandy's doing promotions for it, which is like literally amazing. I love Brandy, so that's been a joy to see. Um, yeah, that's the rapid fire. <laughs> that really was not quick. It was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we for us, we, it's quick. we did pretty well. That was a lot of topics. Usually, we we cover five topics on this podcast. <laughs> that was a lot. That was um, very quick but yeah i mean i think i'm ready to dive into um the bachelor if you are i'm ready megan um okay where do we even where i mean we we meg meg has kindly outlined for us like a timeline but i'm like where do we even begin like i know where we begin but like where do we even begin you know right i mean it's like do we begin and then go back or do we just begin and then continue I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, do we want to talk about, like, the most recent stuff? But then it's, like, we have to talk about this season. Okay, I think we say the the headline of what's happened in the last week, and then we take it back to how we've gotten to the headline. Okay. You want to, you yeah? want to say the headline? Uh, sure. <laughs> so the headline is that Chris Harrison, um, who is the host of The Bachelor, has been for basically forever, um... In light of one of the current contestants of The Bachelor, Rachel Kirkconnell. No, people are saying Kirkinel. people are saying Rachel Kirkconnell. I would say Kirk okay. Connell, but I yes, it's Kirkconnell. So okay, so basically Rachel Kirkconnell, who's a current contestant on The Bachelor, um, is racist. Okay, I um, guess like, I guess like, like we're gonna spoil it. We're gonna spoil The Bachelor. 
So, like, if you don't want The Bachelor spoiled for you, then don't listen. But, like, also, like, you need to know this stuff. So, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, allegedly, she wins. Yeah, she wins. Yeah. Which is why. Okay. Oh, my okay. God. There's so much. Okay, I was so just finally confirmed yeah. it to me. Someone confirmed it to me. Allegedly, she wins. So, like, basically, she was seen going to, like, plantation parties, has culturally appropriated, like, many people with costumes, said some really awful shit. So, basically... Chris Harrison goes on national television in conversation with Rachel Lindsay, who is a previous bachelorette. Also, you know, as we all know, basically like carrying the whole fucking franchise on her back always. Um, and openly does not denounce racism or the racist acts and basically said that we um, need to really handle the situation with Rachel with grace. And uh, yeah, so... Also, on, all in this whole thing, Matt James, who is the current Bachelor, um, who will go into, you know, why that's annoying, is also not basically coming out and saying that this girl is racist and that they, he doesn't condone it and all the things. Which is, is just, like, so funny, you know, because um, Matt, <laughs> sweetie, um, I don't know if I need to just, like, break it to you. I'm trying to really do it lightly. Um, but you're black, sweetie. You are. You, it, it, sorry, Matt James, you are. So it would really do you a, a service um, to denounce the racism that the girl you picked was a part of. I'll let you go, Meg. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a lot of recent stuff that's been happening. Um, as, as we know, Matt James is the first black bachelor in the history of the franchise. This is season 25. Um, so that's nuts. It, it's just absolutely stupid. Um, the origin of Matt James, for those who don't know, is that he is best friends with Tyler C., who was on mm-hmm. Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelor, came in second, but has since obviously been friends with Hannah and been dating Gigi Hadid and been in the public right. eye, basically. Um, so because of that, Matt James kind of got some following and, and people were interested in him. Um, he was cast on Claire Crawley's season of The Bachelorette, which was supposed to start filming back in March of 2020, but because of the Ponderosa, got pushed back. And during that time that it got pushed back, obviously, we had a huge movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, had had a huge moment in June and in the summer. And uh, because of that, The Bachelor decided to just skip ahead and cast Matt James as the Bachelor, basically, to be able to say, hi, we have a black Bachelor now. We're not racist. Um, and because of that, they basically were like, we solved it. We solved racism. Um, they also, at that time, made a pledge to uh, make up for the lack of representation of people of color. So it's a pretty short statement, but I'll read it. It said, this is back from back in June. It said, we are excited to move forward with both Matt James as the new Bachelor and Claire, Claire Crawley as our new Bachelorette. We acknowledge our responsibility for the lack of representation of people of color on our franchise and pledge to make significant changes to address this issue moving forward. We are taking positive steps to expand diversity in our cast and our staff and most importantly in the relationships that we show on television. We can and will do better to reflect the world around us and show all of its beautiful love stories. So... 
Matt James, The Bachelor, started fil- filmed in, in the fall. Um, and in that time, obviously, as we've talked about on this podcast, Claire Crawley decided to leave her season after 12 days and they brought in Tasha, the second black Queen. bachelorette in the history of the franchise, mm-hmm. who was wonderful. And actually, she had a very diverse cast, probably the most diverse cast that the show has ever seen, full of great guys. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of good conversations about racism about everything that happened with george floyd about you know what it means to be a black person in america and like quickly before i like on that note meg before you go on i just want to say some things about this um so i the bachelor has made a, a point in the last two seasons to really you know hone in on the fact that uh both Tasha and matt james are both biracial right They have, you know, they have made it an extreme point to let people know that they are not just black. They are both black. And for both their, I think Matt James's mom is white. I'm not sure. His mom is white and Tasha's mom is Latina. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing. So I have two points to be made here. The first point is that, um, as I think that their every experience of a bi- of biracial people is extremely valid and that they go through a lot of different struggles that like, you know, a lot of us don't go through, but I really have an issue on this show with them constantly not highlighting and also invalidating the experience of just like black people, you know, like I like for example for myself, like I have a black mom and a black dad and like I think that, you know, those kinds of people exist. People that are fully black exist. We we have narratives. We can speak for ourselves. Like I think they do this this thing of continuously pushing um, this biracial narrative on television. And like also, I think that's important. But also, like as someone who is black, I'm like, why? I, why do I feel like I'm not being like represented as well? And my second point is that like I think that Tasha and Matt James handled it completely differently. Like both being biracial, like. Tasha went on there and like acknowledged that what she is biracial, but like spoke about what it means to be a black woman who is black presenting and like her struggles in not only being biracial, but also just like the black community as a whole. And as you said, Meg talked about George Floyd and talked about the Black Lives Matter movement and, and had open conversations with people on her cast about that. Um, and as we saw from Matt James, which I know is kind of the thing we're going to segue into, is that basically in the first episode, Matt James went in and said made sure everyone knew he was biracial and also that he feels pressure from the black community, even if he didn't say it explicitly, he said it, um, that he should pick a black woman or a person of color and basically told us that he was not going to do that. Um, And I just think like, it's another big of my, one of my issues with Matt James is like, we put someone on the center stage to speak and represent the black experience when he's not even comfortable with his own black experience. And like, I am someone who like, I've not been shy about it, have had my own issues with finding my identity, being in predominantly white spaces and finding where that means for my blackness. But like, I, you know, I have reached a point where like, I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy, I'm proud. But like, if Matt James is like not, maybe he shouldn't be the fucking face. And that is literally once again, why we continue to see Rachel Lindsay being the, um, at the forefront of the progress, like progression in this movement. Um, because no one else can. But, but it's also not her job. You know what I mean? So I just think it's like you put someone at the forefront to be the voice of the black community during a really important time. Uh, and that person is not even comfortable uh, or maybe even proud of that part of who mm-hmm. he is. 
Um, so that really just like upset me. And that's one thing like I will always respect about Taisha is like she made sure that like even though, you know, she was biracial and that's important important part of her identity and that was also spoke about, she didn't invalidate the experience of what it means to be like black in America and I just respected that. So that was my long tangent, but I think that needs no, to be said important. that ABC is like trying to be inclusive, but in reality, they're just still invalidating the experience of a lot of people and a lot a big segment of the black community. Right. A hundred percent. And yeah, so to, to, I guess, to get, go into this season then, basically, yes. we obviously, we've talked about Tasha. We love Tasha. She's amazing. Um, she got engaged to Zach and they're very happy and very cute and we gush over them all the time. We love them. We love them. Um, and season 25, so season 25 kicks off. It's a huge amount of, of women because I think they're, you know, like they wanted to make sure they had enough just in case people with COVID, whatever. Also a record um, number of women of color. Yes. As well. So this is, this is so, it has the highest cast of women of color or people of color in the show's history, like across The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, um, at 65.8% people of color and 34.2% white women. But, and this is something that I have in our notes, and, and I mean, this is from off the bat from day one without getting into the Rachel stuff yet obviously you know the minute a season starts everyone digs into the the women and and tries to you know figure out what they're about who they are whatever but basically from week one from episode one there's been like six or seven episodes of the show um that feat the screen time like excluding Matt James who is the lead has not been equivalent to the amount of uh, women of color that are on the show um, and basically it, it, it equates to, like I said, 65% women of color are on the show and they have 46% of the screen time. So the smaller amount of white women are still getting the majority of the screen time on the show. So that does not, obviously they gave us the most diverse cast in history, but they don't show them. They, they, they just still prioritize the white women and the white, the white women's stories. Um, and also, I mean, and this is not the show necessarily, but that also then equates to social media growth as well, where it's the white women who have the most fo- who are gaining the most followers week over week because they're the ones that are being featured, um, which also then leads us to the fact that they're going to pick a white woman for Bachelorette because of the, because the, those are the people who have the following because those are the people that are being shown. Yeah, I mean, quick, just one little tidbit, if you didn't know this, everyone about social media, um, Rachel Lindsay doesn't have a million followers yet. So just just chew on that. Yeah, it's, it's, and neither does Matt. I mean, I hate and Matt, it, And yeah. at this point, and at this point, I know, but at this point, a lead no, will, ha- would I'm have a mil- million followers, no yeah. matter what. So, so it's racism. Hi. Huh? Hi. It, it Hi, hasn't racism. entered the chat, sweetie. It's been here. It's been here. Um, anyway, Rachel Kirkinell, I think we're ready to, to get into her now. Mm-hmm. Um, basically from the first episode has been kind of, there's been whispers about her past, her family, um, a girl, I think like Snapchatted her talking to Matt on night one and was like, LOL, remember when you bullied me for liking a black man in high school? Mm -hmm. Um, and then like you said, um, it came out that she has attended like antebellum themed parties at plantations and you know appropriated indigenous cult like native american culture um liked QAnon conspiracy theories 
and just basically like anything bad you you could think of was was found basically that and basically the area she comes from is a very racist area yeah of the country um and this this has been circulating there was there were tiktoks of people like deep diving explaining um everything involved in that and Mm -hmm. basically everyone was pretty much silent on it for the first four or five weeks of the show yeah um until basically last week i did see matt james was asked about it and he like you said didn't condo- uh, condemn it and kind of like without defending her defended her mm-hmm. like said like well i i think we should like let somebody like speak for themselves and like i hope that she'll be given the chance to like which is the same shit he did with hannah if you don't re- if you don't remember exactly, everyone exactly exactly when alabama and- hannah mistakenly sang the n-word in a song I still, just side note about that, I still can't get over her in the video afterwards being like, I said it. Terrible. It's just so bad. Anyway, um, which leads us to what you've given us in your um, introduction to this, which is that Chris Harrison went on Rachel Lindsay's segment. I don't know what she has on on Extra or ET or whatever Yeah, I think she's like guest host or something. She's been doing that lately. Yeah. And goes on, and obviously Rachel, who is never one to shy away from from discussing race and and discussing the way that the show has um, let her down in the past and continues to let her down always, um, I think they started talking about the Rachel situation and how, like, she hasn't said anything. She hasn't spoken up and apologized. She hasn't posted anything. Um, And like you said, I mean, Chris Harrison just immediately went on the defensive uh, the way he was speaking to Rachel was was horrible, talking over her. Um, and the highlight of it all was basically when he he basically said that something like her going to that antebellum themed party in 2018 wasn't was OK because it was 2018, not 2021. <laughs> basically saying that racism like that kind of racism was okay in 2018 because we we weren't woke yet i I swear he used the word grace about 100 times and the word woke about 200 times yeah i mean which is so funny because like obviously as we know like racism has literally always been around but also it's hilarious that chris harrison doesn't believe racism existed yet in 2018 but also like lol blm was founded in like quite literally 2016 which is like so funny and obviously there were so many things before that but uh yeah, I mean, also, like, it's not to be forgotten that Chris Harrison is a registered Republican and also just, like, donates to Trump and all of that all of that stuff as well. So, like, no one's actually shocked. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's really funny, actually, this, this use of the word grace in many different um, ways, I think. Like, Chris Harrison used it in terms of, like, we need to, you know, use grace – what like to to he in respect to Rachel Mc whatever her name is Rachel Kirkconnell he he basically asked asked for us to <laughs> yep hi <laughs> um a little grace a little understanding and a little compassion um yeah and then for her which yeah, which was then, like not even anything close to what he showed to Rachel on Rachel Lindsay on Rachel's show exactly and I think like we'll we'll get into a lot of the cast um 
re- or uh, reactions later. But the one thing I was going to say about the word grace is that like as we get into the cast reactions, like a lot of people when when speaking about it, um, you know, really acknowledge the fact that like Rachel Lindsay acted with grace and like she really was like so eloquent and all these things. And you I mean, you know how I feel about those uses of adjectives uh, to describe black women especially because number one it it makes you it makes alludes to the fact that you don't believe or you don't inherently think that black women are eloquent and intelligent and it's that she's she's an exception or something which is like as you know like when i made my video like a lot of people who i did not know who commented on that video and dm'd me which like i know they were trying to be nice and like obviously i'm thankful for all the support i got back for that video but like a lot of it had to do with like people being like i showed this to my grandma or my dad or my mom and they were like wow she's so eloquent i'm like i and i just i don't think people actually understand that like uh i don't what do you expect uh someone to do when they're on national television and once again rachel Lindsay has to be when she shouldn't have to be but she is basically the face of the black community for a lot of really fucking racist people um it's it's not her job and it's extremely hard and disheartening and like i don't think a lot of people can actually imagine what it's like to be sitting in front of national fucking television and have someone being openly racist to you and you just have to sit there and take it like i don't think actually people understand the gravitas of that situation um and like I guess I guess that's why you know we'll as we, you can start reading some of the like cast reactions why maybe this one rather than other racist actions that have happened on this show which there have been many which even in the span of this podcast it's not even a year old we've talked about many mm-hmm. um, but this one I feel like is kind of the the edge you know like people's tipping points because even like as we get into it, a lot of people who usually wouldn't say anything said something even if they were half assed like I feel as though for the first time in Bachelor history like not saying something spoke such volumes that were like, you couldn't ignore them. If Ben Higgins is saying something, even if it was fucking stupid, you know, you've reached a point. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and like Rachel was at work. Was she, what was she supposed to do? Start having a match with Chris Harrison at work. Exactly. Because, because if that is what she did, then she would just be blamed for it, for escalating it. Even though he was tr- he was speaking so condescendingly and so obviously racist to her, um, like, and and also I mean just whatever his his qu- exact quote about the twenty eighteen versus twenty twenty one thing was is it not a good look like to go to a plantation party in twenty eighteen or is it not a good look in twenty twenty one, um, and basically, like, it's been confirmed that at whatever college she went to or, or whatever sorority or fraternity chapter it was, those kind of parties were banned in 2016. So they did know that it was wrong. Even, you know, even in 2016, all the way back in 2016, the ancient, ancient olden times. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. So basically this this video came out, I think, on on Wednesday. And I think there was immediately like a lot of, you know, social media reaction, just more from like writers who write about The Bachelor and social media people um, just kind of talking about this. Um, And then, of course, then The Bachelor people started um, started to make comments and start to say things. Obviously, Mike Johnson was in there immediately um, saying Chris Harrison, you know, like how like hurt he was 
Um, it's Tasha. I mean, it was like it was Mike. It was Tasha. It was Diggy. It was Ivan. Know, Ivan. It was what's yeah. his name? Like basically any black person that has ever been on the First, show. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then of course Becca Kufrin reposting Rachel, being like, "I stand with you, Rachel," um, because she can't actually say anything herself. Um, yeah, I mean, on did you see? Sorry, did you see Becca Tilly? Which I would oh, like. Oh no! No, was it bad? Was it bad? I, mean, I didn't watch it, it all. <laughs> oh bad. no! Yeah. I wanted to stand for her. Sad. I don't know. I mean, I she, didn't watch it all. I just ba- thought she made yeah. a video about it. Oh, I watched like three-fourths of it and I had to turn it off it was very like it wasn't saying like whatever but again was like using the word grace over and over again being like where's the, you know like the yeah okay like but it was very like yes Chris why Harrison, make a video then Chris Becca? Harrison did a racism but like <laughs> you know why make a video but like Damn. basically like talking in circles to get to that point and barely even like saying it you know what I mean it, it was just very it was it was kind of pointless like get to the point kind of thing and was a lot talking about herself and how she has come on this journey to be able to speak up against racism I yeah. don't know um, but like you said she did make a post and it was definitely no 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 I didn't it watch wrong. it so like honestly I take I rescind the five seconds I spoke about Becca Dilly fuck that I mean it was better than what other people did let's just say that which is most of them was a whole that lot of nothing um, yeah, like you said, Ben Higgins called Chris Harrison his friend, but his friend did something wrong and did something racist. And, you know, when that happens, he has to say something. So, so at least, at least he said that, I guess. Um, yeah, Rachel's video was, was amazing. It was just on her, on her story. It was about a minute and a half just saying how hurt she was and that, yeah, like emphatically just said, like, what Rachel Kirkinell did was racist. How she acted yeah. was racist. What Chris Harrison did and said was racist. Um, very explicitly, no mincing words there, and I appreciated that so much. Um, yeah, and it's like I, I obviously I I keep up with a good about not keep up with like off the top of my head I could like know a, a, enough Bachelor people that I was going to and like. Of course, you know, you have Rachel's, you know, the people who Rachel's girls, which I was like, I must go to. I feel like the only one that really was like actually standing up for what was the wrong was Christina. Christina said some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tay, Tay Mo- Taylor, Taylor Mocha. Tay Mocha. She Can was, we get a fucking clap? She was she was ahead of her time on that show, Taylor Nolan. Yes, and people she, hated her. People hated her. She was on Nick's season and she was kind of the foil for Corinne, which never sets you up to be in a good position right yeah um I think people have come around on her a lot more like she went to paradise and got engaged to Derek whatever and that's when I started to like her I don't follow her or anything but she's a therapist and um she's been like she got a follow from me this week her she's been on and she's the one who's like let's get Rachel Lindsay to a million followers and I'm like yes Taylor (laughs) oh my god yeah Taylor was doing amazing and also with that like Vanessa Grimaldi is like besties with Taylor I guess so like they were both very much like posting it all and like being super amazing with it and like Nick Vial who I like kind of really simp after even though I think he's like still he does more than the basic white man but like he he's not you know he's not really freedom fighting but basically he was like after seeing Chris's very disappointing harmful interview with Rachel I spent the past few days speaking with many people in Bachelor Nation including those involved 
This is a teachable moment. It can be uncomfortable to recognize our ignorance. I believe my friend Chris can learn from this. Rachel, thank you for your voice, your grace. And I was like, I remember I messaged you this and I was like, King! And then I read it and I was like, fuck. Because you can never expect too much from cis white No, you can't. I mean... He's, I guess he's trying, you know, but I mean. No, yeah, I like, but like, but also like, no, like, no. no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, we, <laughs> we shouldn't give him an ounce of credit for it. He did the, um, he did the bare, the bare, literal bare minimum. And I don't, I don't know if you guys, you folks watched the, or I didn't even know this existed until this, but the bat, the black chillerettes, the, that yes. podcast, oh my they, God. that, that video was video circulating. Was amazing. Like very much like. That moment is, and I know how that moment feels when, like, you make a video and it just fucking, like, explodes and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. But, like, I I mean, like, also, people were, like, putting out their Venmo handles, being like, Venmo these people. I was like, honestly, I should have fucking done that. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, truly, like, once again, people of color out here educating. Educating people. I'm like, yeah. but I'm like, what, when is it going to be better? Like, I'm so fucking tired of listening and learning. Stop. Like, like listening and learning was is not cute anymore. Yeah. Everyone. So should we, and we'll get into what Chris Harrison wrote an apology the next day. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day after the interview aired. Um, to my Bachelor Nation family, I will always own a mistake when I make one, so I am here to extend a sincere apology. I have this incredible platform to speak about love, and yesterday I took a stance on topics about which I should have been better informed. While I do not re- speak for Rachel Kirkinell, my intentions were simply to ask for grace and offering her an opportunity to speak on her own behalf. However, sorry, pausing the me reading this, but the rumor is that the show was prohibiting her from actually releasing her statement because they wanted her to wait for after the final rose. So that they get their fucking ratings. So it's all about, let's not forget, it's always about ratings. It's always about money. Mm-hmm. Well, I, what I now realize I have done is cause harm by wrongfully speaking in a manner that perpetuates racism. And for that, I am so deeply sorry. I also apologize to my friend Rachel Lindsay for not listening to her better on a topic she has a firsthand understanding of. And humbly thank the members of Bachelor Nation who have reached out to me to hold me accountable. I promise to do better. At that point, when that apology came out, I don't think everything had hit like its peak where with with, like every like I don't think everyone had spoken out about it yet I think it was just kind of like he knew he had to say something he was trying to get ahead of it um and and then there was like more like I think then after that Tasha posted her stories um and a lot more people were posting and then the contestants on this season the women of the bachelorette basically um came out with their statement that everyone was reposting um, on Instagram. And I can read it in a second. We are the women of The Bachelor, season 25. 25 women who identify as BIPOC were cast on this historic season that was meant to represent change. We are deeply disappointed and want to make it clear that we denounce any defensive racism. Any defensive racist behavior denies the lived and continued experience of BIPOC individuals, these experiences are not to be exploited or tokenized. Rachel Lindsay continues to advocate with, quote, grace for individuals who identify as within this franchise. Just because she is speaking the loudest does not mean she is alone. We stand with her, we hear her, and we advocate for change alongside her. Um, and that and was, then the men of Tasha season also did it. Yes, I, I, which I'm, I have no doubt in my mind was spearheaded by Ivan. Of course it was spearheaded by <laughs> Ivan! Um... Yeah, and, and then there was a lot of reposting of that from from a lot of people. Um, 
And then we get the Rachel Kirkinell statement. And and the reposting of the 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 season twenty five girl statement. She did repost it. And like I, I was like, are you kidding? Apparently she wrote like I'm just doing this for visibility. But also it's just it's it's so fucking stupid. OK. Also, like this, I at first I said I was like this statement needed to be like looked over by a PR person because it's very obvious that I think I think that she wrote it herself. Yeah. But maybe they were going for an authenticity angle. Um, OK. <laughs> While there have been rumors circulating, there have also been truths that have come to light that I need to address. I am I hear you, and I'm here to say I was wrong. At one point, I didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were, but that doesn't excuse them. My age or when it happened does not excuse anything. They are not acceptable or okay in any sense. I was ignorant, but my ignorance was racist. I am sorry to the communities and individuals that my actions harmed and offended. I am ashamed about my lack of education, but it is no one's responsibility to educate me. I am learning and will continue to learn how to be anti-racist because it's important to speak up in the moment and not after you're called out. If you are a person who doesn't understand the events in question, I urge you to learn from my mistakes and encourage you to use them as a teachable moment. As for my family, I love them and how they raised me to be my own individual. They have always encouraged me to have my own views, opinions, and beliefs. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I couldn't help but think about how sick people must be of reading these kinds of statements, how a person didn't realize the trauma that their actions would inflict on other people. It must get so exhausting. I want to put my energy towards preventing people from making the same offensive mistakes that I made in the first place, and I hope you c- I can prove this to you moving forward. Racial progress and unity are impossible without white accountability, and I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. I will never grow unless I recognize what I have done is wrong. I don't think one apology means that I deserve your forgiveness, but rather I hope I can earn your forgiveness through my future ac- actions. I'm like so over white tears. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's again, it's like what we were talking about with the Justin Timberlake, like that tweet that I saw that was like, yeah, we really like, there's so many just like apology buzzwords now that like yeah. people just recycle over and over and over again. It's like we're in, the, yeah, we're in and the it's era like of celebrity as, apologies. As it's she like, was, as she was saying, like, I know everyone's heard this a million times. So like. And you must be so tired of it. She's still just like using the same buzzwords and same yeah. it's same generic apology. It's it's like, I yeah I mean like whatever. I just think it's her apology was like stupid. She had to make one. Is it sincere? I mean I don't probably think so. Like words mean literally nothing. Like everyone, the amount of apologies we've seen in the last year that people write for fucking social media and post their little things. I'm like okay. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> I have to and then give Katie Nolan credit. She was like, what a week for notes app apologies. Like, I mean, literally, literally like, what a week for apologies on Instagram. And the they're internet. literally going to start. I mean, if, if fucking Apple was smart, they'd start charging every time they see a buzzword written in a notes app. They should get an They should create an app for apologies. Yeah. Like with temp with different templates. I mean, it's insane, but <laughs> I mean, and also like, okay, that, that was a notes app apology. And then of course we got the next notes app apology. Oh yes. Okay. I, are you, do you want me to keep reading them? I can, I can read it. <laughs> I can read it. Okay. Oh, oh girl, I just I feel like that. I've been, I've been reading all of them, but I will a hundred percent continue to. Let me just pull this up. I'm here. Um, why are there? There's two, two. slides. Okay. hello everyone i've spent the last few days listening to the pain my words have caused i am 
deeply remorseful. My ignorance did damage to my friends, colleagues, and strangers alike. I have no one to blame but myself for what I've said and the way I've spoke. I set standards for myself and I have not met them. I feel that with every fiber of my being, now just as I taught my children to stand up and to own their actions, I will do the same. By excusing historical racism, I defended it. I invoked the term, quote unquote, woke police, which is unacceptable. I am ashamed over how uninformed I was. I was so wrong. To the black community, to the BIPOC community, I am so sorry. My words were harmful, but I am listening. And I truly apologize for my ignorance and the pain it caused you. I want to give my heartfelt thanks to the people from these communities who have enlightened, had enlightening conversations with me over the past few days. I'm so grateful to those who have reached out to help me on my path to anti-racism. To this historic season of The Bachelor should not, oh, this historic season of The Bachelor should not be marred or overshadowed by my mistakes or diminished by my actions. To that end, I've consulted with Warner Brothers and ABC that I will be stepping aside for a period of time and will not join for the After the Final Rose special. I'm dedicated to getting educated on, on a more profound and productive level than ever before. I want to ensure... <laughs> I want to ensure to our cast and crew members and to my friends, colleagues, and our fans, this is not just a moment, but a commitment to the greater understanding that I will actively make every day. From here, I can only try to evolve and be a better man and humble myself before all of you. I hope and will live up to the expectations you all rightfully have for me and the expectations I have for myself. I mean, give her the Oscar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's just it, uh, yeah it's just so funny how i mean it's just so funny how much effort it takes these people to just like learn how to not be racist but also like and we talked about this but rachel has the bachelor podcast and then she has the higher learning podcast as well and on the higher learning podcast she talked about how you know he didn't think he did anything wrong he didn't think that anything was going to come out of that interview he basically she said he thanked her thanked her for the great conversation and just went on with his day and only then later that he when he texted her to apologize also like not every white little white sorority sorority girl in america commenting on this post being like cancel the bachelor there's no chris harrison wow you gave in won't be watching if you're not on the show love you chris you're such a good man <laughs> oh the delusion also the like, delusion like i said or I think you, we agreed on this. Like, he should have to go on after the final rose. He should have to continue and have to face the music. Not this person from Roll Tide, which I know is Alabama, being like, cancel ABC, cancel Rachel Lindsay. Freedom of speech. Why are white people like this, Meg? I know, I, I know that's such a lie. I just, like, don't get it. Why were you all, like, I, I, not you. Like, I'm just saying, like, why don't they get it? Why aren't they like you? I don't understand. What happened to them? Why? How do they have the literal bravery to go comment this bullshit? I literally, I, I, I. <laughs> no, it's, it's infuriating. It's, I, don't it's so I don't get it. I don't get it. And then we have um, Matt James 
reposting the he he also reposted the we are the women of the bachelorette uh season 25 or whatever and he he thanked rachel for uh what did he say i'm like uh, he thanked what? rachel for like her her grace in leading uh the charge for bipoc people in the franchise and and all that stuff and her and for her mentorship it's I, just it's just it's like not hope rachel Lindsay feels great for destroying more lives not white women thinking this way oh no until you have to worry about fucking getting killed when you walk out of your house stop commenting on this shit people and i know no one that listens to this podcast is like that but like if you have a friend who you think would comment on this truly stop them before they do it because they look fucking dumb and I'm screenshotting it all. So, like, goodbye. Who is, um, whose life is being ruined? Chris Harrison has millions of dollars. But millions I, it's just so funny, dollars. like, it's like, they don't get it. Like, what's the, what's wrong? They are watching all these other white women just comment this stuff. I'm like, I, I, I don't get, I don't get it. I mean, like, I get it because half the country almost voted for Trump again. But, like, I, um... Not congrats to Rachel Lindsay for bullying someone out of their job. They did the same thing with Hannah B. <laughs> and what what has happened to Hannah B? She's fine. She's fine. She's three million followers on Instagram. She's fine. I mean, not like, Rachel Lindsay needs to be canceled. All she does is start drama. How did she start the drama? How did she start this? Not sad time we live in. Freedom of speech doesn't exist anymore. But but genuinely, like, he's the one who, who escalated the conversation to make it to disagree with her when all she was saying is that it's not a good look and she hasn't apologized. No, I mean, yeah, I just literally like, like it, it's just like there's no common sense. There's no common sense. And that's why, like, this show just continues to be able to operate the way that it does no matter what, because most of the fans are just brainless. But I'm like, Chris Harrison, like you, I, I hope that everyone who liked this post, which I'm looking at who liked this post right now, and I am taking note. Um, I just like, yeah, I mean, it's just so funny. Like, I know everyone that listened to this podcast has seen heard us be on this journey with like The Bachelor and the racism and all of it. But like, the fact that I can like many other women of color black women can read these comments and like continue to like live a normal life and exist and like ignore the fact that all these people literally openly feel so comfortable in their racism to comment like the fact that i am so numb to rate this racism from ignorant ignorant white people i i just i mean this is this is why everyone like this is why when we talk about you know dismantling racism that it's not enough for you to listen and learn. Are you acting? Are you talking to your friends who are about to go comment on this Chris Harrison post? Please. Maybe you don't have any. I don't Hopefully. have any, so I get it. But I know maybe a lot of you maybes do. I don't know. But this is what I'm saying. Let's fucking, let's fucking do something. Yeah, Joey may be the president, but this shit's long from over, honeys. And if we don't get on it, this shit's going to keep happening. And once again, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but maybe I'm not. So <laughs> that's all I got to say, Megan. That's all I got to say. It is. Just, I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but. Yeah, it's exhausting. I, it's, it's just. 
I mean, like, if if anybody had any backbone, Chris Harrison would never be on the show again. But also, is that going to change the show? No. Because it's still the same producers running it, and it's still the same toxic um, environment and toxic, you know, in place. Toxicity, like, in terms of, like, how the whole franchise works. It's just exhausting. Yeah, I mean, it's exhausting. I think, like, this will maybe continue to unfold, but we've basically caught up with everything that's happened. And, like, sometimes I, like, think about when we have these conversations and I'm like, am I being too much? And then I'm like, I'm really not. I could be so much more. (laughs) You're not being too much at all. I I just, I don't even know how to how to keep talking about it. Like, I, I want to and I have to. I think it's important to. But I'm like, um, and when, like, when? This could be any of us. This could be me. This could be any, like, this could be any person. Like, just, like, literally existing in, in and the thing is, Rachel Lindsay didn't even do anything. She just was like, this thing happened, Chris, your feelings. Oh. I'm like, so once again, we can get, you know, we can get killed for existing. We can get canceled for existing. We can, I mean, what? What do we have? What do we have? Each other, I guess. Because Lord knows those comments. I just, I just can't. Like, there's, I mean, like, I know I'm just saying this to you. I'm shouting into the void. There is a difference between cancel culture and accountability. 100%. Like, it, it like people people seem to think that someone being held accountable these days for something racist or misogynist or whatever that they've said wrong is them being canceled and not them being hold, held accountable and it's like a violation of their free free speech to be held accountable for offending people yeah and i just also want to say like it's funny that people love the buzzword of cancel culture when it's talking about racism uh yeah, yeah. you should be canceled if you're racist sorry if you're racist, you should be canceled. I get that you want to, like, be held accountable, whatever. If if you're racist, you should be canceled. Because there's someone who's probably equally more talented than you who's not racist. So maybe we should give them the platform. Um, there's a difference between Ariana Grande licking a donut and all of us trying to cancel her. Okay. Um, but when you're racist, once again, I just want to say it, it you, you should be canceled. Uh, I'll get it on a shirt. I don't care. Yeah. Period. Period, poo! <laughs> Woo! Oh. And there you have it. I'm screaming, listeners. What in episode we've given you today? <laughs> I feel like we haven't done something like this in a while where it's been, like, actually really... Angry? Like angry and also like there's been so many moving parts to this yeah like from from jan from june stuff we've talked about and it's like you know like then it's like we talk about you know we didn't even really get into matt james that much and like why he's just like so not like i mean like we talked about how he's so not the person to meet this moment in any way um yeah i think it's like it's like kind of what i said in the beginning it's like don't choose someone to be the voice of you know a whole entire group of people when they aren't even comfortable with that part of themselves in the first place. And from all of Matt James actions, uh, it's clear as day 
that he has some baggage and some unpacked trauma from his blackness and he needs to really address that. And if he, and I'm not saying he needs to address it today, tomorrow, or the next, but don't go on a show when you know the, the repercussions that are about to happen, if you can't fucking deal with it and fucking step up to the moment. And I get that some people are like, you know, just because you're black doesn't mean that you need to step up to the moment. But like, if you choose to have a platform and to be on national television speaking about it, then you are. You consented to that. So therefore, I'm going to hold you. What are we doing? Accountable. Accountable. Accountability, baby. It's a buzzword, but a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. It's like he... Like, I think I was saying this to you yesterday, like, maybe, okay, maybe he didn't know about Rachel's racist social media history and everything because he was on the show. But also, like, obviously, they did not have one single conversation about the entire Black Lives Matter movement that was going on over the summer, which just shows you how intense and and, and deep and, um, you know, the connection that they had was so powerful, right? That they completely disregarded that yeah so yeah well i hope everyone liked this episode (laughs) um yeah i want to hear people's thoughts actually like like i know we say this all the time and then like nobody actually no few people do we have some some people but like we actually really do want to hear what you guys think about this yeah um and obviously this will be developing i mean i'm interested to see if they address this at all on the episode tonight that like in you know make a statement or anything yeah. but they probably won't because that's their mo is just to leave it to where they can control the narrative um, agreed but yeah i'm sure there'll be more about this in the coming weeks as matt james continues on his journey to find love with a racist <laughs> literally change the name of the show um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what a, what a, I needed to get that frustration out. So that was great. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel as though it's a release. It is. It really is like a deep, like. Exactly. Ready, everyone? Breathe with us. Yeah. And with that, like, comment, subscribe. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and like all of our posts. We've been really funny lately. Follow us on TikTok. Um, Also, we haven't had a review since October. So if you're listening to this and you made it this far and you haven't left us us a review, do that. It's so disrespectful, you guys. I'm not not asking y'all to Venmo me for educating. So instead of Venmoing me, you can write me a review. The reviews are reparations. That's the reparations for continuously educating people on the Black experience. You're welcome. <laughs> we we do love you all. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> no, love you all so much. Uh, and as always, love you, Meg. Love you, Jean.